everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, our weekly gaming talk show here at Nerdy Northerners. And I'm here myself again. What is going on? Oh, man. There we go. Sorry, folks. So, I, I am joined by um, one of my co-hosts this week, Wes. Hey. And uh, we are joined by a new guest this week. Uh, unfortunately, Danny is currently on holiday, so taking his spot, and therefore known as Danny for tonight. Nice name, Zach. Welcome, Zach. Hey, guys. Nice to be here. And we will be joined by another tonight. Uh, we are going to be joined by Alex, hopefully at some point throughout the evening. He said he went around the halfway point. He's just finishing up a few things. As Will, our other co-host here, is uh, going to be taking tonight off. So, uh, joined by these two lovely gentlemen. It's always a pleasure having you guys here. And uh, I always love talking gaming news. It's one of the best things. Obviously, you know, the three of us rather dedicated gamers. Um so let's get into the uh, the details of tonight. We're going to be talking later on this evening about EA and the yearly release of sports games, the impact that has on the on the gaming industry, and kind of just talking about it in general. Do we think that there should be some changes? Obviously, this year there are none coming out, but I do want to bring something to your guys' attention because there is a change. So maybe we'll see something down the future from EA on this. But... Before we go into more details on that, we're going to go over the weekly gaming news that we want to bring up to you guys, let you guys know what was going on, the juicy stuff, not you know, the little tiny bits, the juicy stuff. So, speaking of juicy, right off the bat, there's going to be some new PS5 details reportedly coming this month, um, aiming to be towards the end of August. Not, not really sure what else they could really reveal at this point, other than the price and the date that is going to be revealed. Wes, do you think is there that there is anything that the PlayStation 5 has yet to reveal that they could shockingly pull out? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing some OS stuff, seeing what that dashboard looks like, mm -hmm. seeing, you know, what am I going to see when I pop a disc in, when I, when I you know, first boot the system, that sort of thing. Um, or just when I boot the system. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the big ones, it, they, they, they got to get uh, price and, and date out at this point because uh, they, they got to get those pre-orders rolling especially if they're if they're going to have the quantity that they're talking about they they want to have those pre-order numbers to to show off speaking of pre-orders i'm going to throw it this way we have yet to have a release date for the playstation 5 and we're all speculating this to be a mid-november launch do you still think they could reach that oh yeah i i think you want to do it right before Christmas, and uh, usually Black Friday is another big point where you can sell a lot of these systems. Because if you launch a week before at 600, and then on Black Friday you put it down to 500, and then it sells like crazy, and then after that you just sell for 500, you can just make a lot of money. You just charge it a little bit more on the first few weeks. And then when you have those like Christmas times, you bring it down a little bit to what the actual price should be and make bank. All right, I'm gonna feel this one more idea because, so working, so working as a manager, I, I I can tell you that that first year, it never goes on sale. Black Friday, never, not even Christmas. It, it's almost one of those like, why should they? Why would they? Especially just launching it. So, so so barring that in mind, do you, so a little bit more food there too. They say that they're gonna produce about one million PlayStation Five, or so is it ten million? I thought it was ten. Sorry, yeah, what one. one one felt low. I was like, one, huh? No. <laughs> 10 million PlayStation 5 units by November. So this is a, we haven't had a release date yet. But we all know that it's going to be coming mid-November. And they got 10 million units to make. And this is in potentially two months. You think they can do it, Zach? Okay. So you're, you're thinking that they're secretly off their game. And they're not going to meet this deadline that we think it's going to release at. Okay. Maybe, what do you think? Maybe, maybe they're. It's all. Uh, it's all just ideas. But maybe they're holding off till the Xbox releases their release date and price, and so that they can just undercut a little bit. Maybe they have such a good margin that they might just wait, see Xbox, cut it down fifty dollars. Fifty dollars is enough to change a lot of people's minds, especially those moms and dads that are trying to save a little bit on Christmas. Mm -hmm. So. I think that would be a good way for them if they're not off the wagon. If they're off the wagon, then I don't know. If you even if you have five hundred thousand PS fives, you make it exclusive. You make it really hard to get. I work at a liquor store, and every time there's these special <laughs> drinks, 
and we're always sold out. But every time people come in, they're like, do you have that drink? Do you have that drink? And people buy it. Like as soon as we get in stock, people buy like crates of it. Like, so I'm thinking if they maybe make, if they don't admit they had a mistake and they just make it exclusive, they could get a little bit of hype behind it, but they also could just piss off the gaming community. It depends on how the community reacts to it. So that is a rumor too. There is rumor that they are going to be making the pre-orders exclusive to one family. How they control that, we talked about that earlier on one of our other player-to-player episodes. For those of you out there, you'll have to go check out that to hear our thoughts on that because we're going to be hopping to our next topic here. It is still relatable though because we are talking about those consoles. And I definitely agree with you about the waiting game there, Zach, on the price the price point being huge. Um, the Xbox Series S has reportedly been confirmed by a controller packaging leak. So the, this controller packaging leak has the controller in a box and it is labeled as Robot White. Um, for a little bit of a, an understanding, the Xbox Series X is the, the black console and the Xbox Series S is rumored to be a white console that is going to be slimmer and potentially disc-less. Lower price, lower uh, or just just a lower introductory model basically and no disc so uh i'm gonna go throw it over to you this for uh, first sack what do you think about that do you think that uh would you be would you be going for something like the xbox series s s i almost like uh, it's i almost play technically discless now because i really i don't play a, a huge variety of games i have like eight games i play consistently and then i'll like switch one or two out so on my Xbox One, I just have those games downloaded. And I did put the disc in at some point, but if that had just been changed for an online download, I don't think my experience would have really changed all that much. Mm-hmm. I think if I had a wider uh, catalog of games and wanted to play many, it's going to be a piss off to have to uninstall two games so you can get Mega Man on here, and then halfway through the download, it tells you it's still full, so yeah, I go delete some save file, and God, I hate doing that. So if, if it's going to be like that, it's terrible. But if it's got like two terabytes, three terabytes of storage, and maybe an option to plug in just an extra on the back, it's a way to sell some extra accessories. Definitely is. It might have a a larger hard drive size. The idea is that it probably won't probably be the same as the Xbox Series X. Wes, what about you, though? Are you excited for this model? Do you think this is the future of gaming? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that, like, at some point in the future, yeah, like, every every console or, or you know, there will only be one console or something like that that will be a discless sort of thing. Um, we're not there yet. Uh, for me, like I, I still, I, I like to have the games. I yeah. like to have discs. Um, I'm slowly starting to move over to the to the digital side. Um, but if I can get a, a physical disc, that's usually where I go. Um, but I'm not adverse to you know the 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 Xbox Live Arcade. You know the the smaller indie ones that are only available through through digital uh, release. So. Uh, I mean, I, I think there's probably a place for this sort of thing, um, but I don't think we're at the point yet where it's going to overtake it. But it makes sense to start putting out that option for people. So it, you know, keep keep it keep keep having that option available until more people are buying it than the disc-based one, yeah. and then stop making the disc-based one. Pretty much. I mean, it falls right in suit with Sony and the PlayStation 5 reveal of their slimmer version without the disc drive in it as well. So, I mean, for Microsoft to to do this, I think we already knew this was coming. Now, I find I find Microsoft and the Xbox consoles are getting themselves into a rather uh, familiar territory of the Wii and Wii U situation, where it was really difficult to discern like what the difference was. What what's the actual difference between these? You got a Wii. You got a Wii U. What? Like, what's the difference? And that was the biggest problem for parents, retailers, everything. I, I, I'm a retailer. I, I had problems trying to tell people the old. You can use all the old accessories. You can use all the old games. And really, the only difference is that, well, it's just the, the console is different. And this is the Wii U. It's the upgrade. But it's, I mean, it, it was just a very confusing system. And now you've got the Xbox One consoles, and now you have the Xbox Series consoles. You got the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S, and 
I, f I find they're getting themselves into some some really tricky territory. I hope it doesn't impact their sales, but uh, have to wait and see. Speaking of free-to-play games, though, uh, Zach, this is one that you and I hopped on the other night. Fortnite has a new update, and that is the Joyride update is now in the game, bringing cars to the land of Fortnite, allowing you to drive around. Very much similar to a lot of the other battle royale uh, battle royale games out there, like Players Unknown Battlegrounds and Daisy, which have those kind of mechanics already in them. Um, the car driving, I, I find it all right, Zach. I'm going to throw this to you first because uh, I know out of the two, you're the more Fort bigger Fortnite fan. Are you excited for the cars? What's your experience with them so far? I haven't got a chance to find a car yet. I didn't no. hear about the car. No, I, I I am a technically bigger Fortnite fan than you, but I still play so minimally. Um, play too much Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but no, I love it. I think it's great. I, I, um, in Warzone, I love getting in cars and running people over. I'm, I'm hoping it's the same thing. I hope enemies don't just bounce off. I hope they just get splattered. I think that'd be a lot cooler, but we'll see how it goes. I could be overpowered as well. What about you, Wes? Uh, does this convince you at all to maybe give Fortnite and more of a try now the vehicles are in a game? I mean, I, 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 in in fairness, like I, I've never played Fortnite, but I, I'm curious about Fortnite. But that's more from the standpoint of like, it, it became so massive that, you know, that the the curiosity gets peaked. But I'm kind of wondering, like, so they they've added vehicles in that. Did they change the map or did it stay the same? They have changed the map. So basically, the la every chapter they release. Uh, I'm only new to Fortnite myself kind of in the same boat i really didn't want to touch it with the 10 foot pole up until sure. february of this year and i'm like you know what okay it's not it, to me it's not the greatest thing you know, on, on earth i can sure. understand the appeal to it i i do have fun playing it it's also a very enraging game um where's oh we're off topic there one second um well i guess because uh, like what i'm what i was like immediately thinking was like this game has had no vehicles for so long and then you 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 can't just like drop cars and say like okay here you go like yeah. those, those cars like those maps are built or were built around the idea that people aren't in vehicles no they, they, so, they've had a and i think they used to have a type of buggy that you could drive around yeah they oh, used okay. to have uh, buggies you could drive around or did they yeah yeah it's not like the first type of car they've had it's just now they actually look like cars. You can actually get in. They have a roof on them. Yeah. But I definitely remember there was some vehicle that you get in that wasn't a boat. Okay. Maybe I am thinking of the boat. Maybe you're thinking yeah, of PUBG because I, I, I swear PUBG had those vehicles. <laughs> no, I know there was something in Fortnite. But I don't know. I, I'm just yeah. wondering how long. What? Like, do they have like guns mounted to them or anything like that? Like, could you oh. like a squad of people? The the boat, yeah, and it has a rocket launcher, and they have helicopters. Sure. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, jump, but I'm waiting for them. A lot more to this game than I realized. So yeah. Oh yeah. They, they really have had a lot. I mean, for the map to have changed, that's a question you would ask me. That sorry. Um, it, it has changed. The roads have always been there, though, and and I I almost feel like they've really been planning this thing to come out. The roads have been there, and in this new map, when they changed over seasons, it's a new, it was a new map. So it's their season, oh. their season one, and then this is season two, and then they changed the map. So season two is completely different, and then you have chapter one, chapter two. This is chapter three, chapter two was the spies and everything chapter three is aquaman themed so this is when the map got covered in water and then every couple or every week or so a little bit of water receded a little bit of water receded areas of the map came back in so i'll give them credit in that extremely they do a tremendous job in putting out content and keeping you interested in being like every time every time i logged into fortnite once a week there was something new for me to check out it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I want to jump down here. I want to check this out. This is pretty cool. You know, what's that? What's down here? The maps always change. It's not the same stagnant map you're dropping down into. So, sure. uh, and I mean these updates. I mean, boom, they just throw cars right in the middle. So, give give them big, huge kudos to that. But moving on from there, um, we're gonna go to Nintendo. We know we've talked about Sony tonight. We talked about Microsoft. And now we're gonna talk about Nintendo. And this is some pretty damn good news out of Camp Nintendo going on here. Nintendo's profits have risen 500%, 500%. Of 
quarter one, year to year. 500%. Now, I want to share with you guys a little bit of interesting uh, information here. What would you say are the top three selling games of Nintendo? Zach, you first. Uh, Animal Crossing. <sighs> Without saying Animal Crossing, I was around. Animal Crossing. But so Animal Crossing is number two. Um, number one is Mario Kart Eight. So number sure. one is Mario Kart Eight. Number two all-time sold Nintendo Switch so far is Animal Crossing, and number three, um, Smash Brothers, is Super Smash Brothers. And then number four and five, you have rounding out Pokemon and um, I believe it was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So like Legend of Zelda and Breath of the Wild, I'm pretty, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is four and Pokemon is five. They sold something like 18 million units for Pokemon. They sold 24 and a half million units of Animal Crossing since the end of March. That is such a massive number. Like... Like, and, and, games are considered successful like triple a games are considered successful if they sell like three million four million five million is like this game has done super well for us 24 million 24 million and the topper on the switch right now is mario kart 8 deluxe and it's at 28 and that oh, has had mario another best-selling franchise above everything else uh, does units count digitally? Says Johnny May ninety. Yes, it does. So it's it's both digital and physical units. Um, which Jody actually could uh, Jody May ninety in our chat there could raise a really good point. Could could the Animal Crossing sales have been positively affected by the COVID nineteen situation? I, I think it absolutely like that. Yeah, and Doom was that first major AAA release after the the everything started to shut down it was like a week later it was like that first friday of like everyone's at home and been at home for a week hey animal crossing just launched yeah. and doom just launched so it, it like anyone that played video games was like yeah i'm i'm good yep i i i'm not bored i'm fine yeah man honestly people were like they, everyone was stress spending at the very beginning and i found like uh, Jake, you were telling me about how your store was like, uh, like you were increasing your profits. And I'm like, why are people not saving their money? And it's like, oh yeah, they're scared. And yeah. so they want things to make them not scared, like Doom or Animal Crossing. Jordan May 90 says, I only bought it because I had nothing else to do for three months. And I mean, a, a lot of other people probably felt very similar, but 500% and for them to sell 24.5 million, million. That's a lot. I also, lot. I also, I, I want to point out, just as the, the developer, they pushed this game back because it wasn't going to be ready and they didn't want to crunch on it. They didn't want to put their, their team through crunch, and so they pushed it back so they could get it out right without killing themselves doing it, and clearly oh, it's it worked out fine for them. You know, almost in the same sense, uh, you know, what we were literally talking about, I think before we went live, I don't remember, I don't think we talked about that live, but how you need to sometimes step away from a project. You have to, to walk away for a little bit. And, and it, whenever you're crunch time, whenever you're going in those crunch time situations, I feel it's the very opposite happens. Like you're forced to sit there and you're forced to figure it out. And it's just sometimes you just, you need to walk away. You got to get up, go home, sleep, come back. You know, just like you were, just just like you said there, it's like you spent that one afternoon, four hours trying to figure, or three, four hours trying to figure out something, and then you walked out the door. Five minutes later, you're like, damn it, there it is. Yeah, I wasn't even at my car. <clears throat> Literally hadn't gotten to the car yet, and I was like, oh shit, that's the problem. So we got a question and in here. First thing in the morning, five minutes done. I feel like you'll be the best one to answer this one, Wes. Has Nintendo ever crunched? I there was stories about. Um... Like, and this is this is way back, so I I can't speak to this in terms of like how this is sort of translated across generations. But there was stories about the original Super Mario Brothers, about uh, Miyamoto sitting down and saying at five o'clock it's Mario time because that was the time he was really going to put in the work on the game. Um, it it, it wouldn't surprise me that they that 
various teams within Nintendo have crunched on on various projects. Um, yeah. uh, what's what's the guy's name? Uh, the guy behind uh, Smash Brothers. It famously that he he didn't go home for a long time and that sort of thing. Just mm -hmm. you know, slept at work. Same thing with um, with some Super Nintendo games with uh, Iwata having to come and help actually program Earthbound because they were so behind. Um, Sakurai, thank you. Uh, Draven in the chat. Um, yeah, I mean, so it, there, there are definitely stories of it, how prevalent it is across the various teams in Nintendo. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there's there's certainly, certainly some stories about them doing it. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it shows that, uh, as you said there, you don't crunch and you could find yourselves having potentially one of the best selling games of all time. Uh, somebody asked in the chat as well, how many copies of Doom Eternal sold? According to Wikipedia, about 3 million. So, Nintendo's like, like, hey, Bethesda, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Doom was considered a success. Yeah. And, and Doom, you know, yeah. Like uh, 3 million is nothing to scoff at. That's a lot of, that's a lot of units. That's so. a lot of dough. Uh, that is a lot of dough coming in through there. So, moving on, uh, we got a couple more things here. Then we're going to get to our media and conversation tonight. So I spent a little bit, a little bit more time on this, but we have some good points tonight. It's been been pretty good. So, um, let's see what we got here. Speaking of Doom Eternal, uh, a campaign expansion has been announced. So, there's going to be a little bit more Doom coming for all the Doom Eternal fans out there. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Did you ever play through Doom Eternal there, Wes? Uh, no, I haven't played Eternal yet. Uh, my my PC when that launched was not up to snuff to yeah. playing that. Uh, now it is, so I can actually get around to it. Uh, but the backlog has got a few other things on it ahead of time. What about you there, Zach? Have you managed to play Doom Eternal? No, sadly no chance yet, but I definitely do want to jump into that and play it sometime soon. You know, I, I have to say that I am a fan of DLC because... It's always extended out the gameplay of games that you're playing, and I think that that's a good thing to do as opposed to going around the microtransactions or those kind of routes. I think you should pro be promoting people playing and continuing to play your game. Uh, so DLC I'm a big fan of, and uh, it's good to see the Doom Eternal fans are going to be getting some of that soon. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, i got two things to share with you guys here. First things first, Pikmin 3 Deluxe is now up for pre-order. Uh, it's going to be coming out uh, October 30th. This is just a remastered HD version of Pikmin 3 coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, so I'm not going to ask you guys much on that one. Just more kind of letting everyone out there know that you got Pikmin 3 coming out October 30th. And keep your eyes out for that, all you Nintendo fans. One more Nintendo tidbit here. Not necessarily Nintendo, but it has to deal with them-ish. Uh, a new Pokemon-like MMO has been announced for the PlayStation 5. It's called Temtem. And I'm not sure if either of you guys saw the trailer of this, but it pretty much looks, plays, feels like a Pokemon game, except that it's promising that you're going to be able to go around, play with your friends, and interact in an open-world environment. <laughs> Basically taking Pokemon and being like, here's adult Pokemon! Da-da-da-da-da-da! Zach. I googled it, man. I legit—it it looks like a Pokemon background, just with the word Temtem on it. Like Google Temtem and go to Google Images right now. It's—it's it's so Pokemon esque. Um, so it's an adult Pokemon. I've always wanted adult Pokemon, but I—I would—I I knew the creators of Pokemon would never do it. So I don't know. I'm kind of down for it. I understand it's stealing, but if they do enough to not get caught in the copyright lawsuit they're going to inevitably have? Fuck yeah! Let's have some swearing, killing Pokemon. Well, so the battling of monsters isn't exclusive to Pokemon. Digimon does it, a few others do it as well. So it is a category they can go into. Um, and yes, there is a Temtem pre-release already. I believe it's out on Steam. I believe it's out on PC already. Temtem, you can go and grab it on there, or grab a, a version of it to play. But um, Oh, it also looks online. Yeah, well, that's it. It's an MMO, so you're going to be able to play with friends. So, I mean, it, it, so it's doing some things different. It's doing what Nintendo should have done 15 years ago. I mean, there is actually a rumor, or not rumor, the leaks that Nintendo had come out of all their stuff. It shows that they were potentially thinking about this anyways, but Temtem beat them to it. What about you, Wes? Would you be interested in playing a Pokemon like this, a Temtem? 
Uh, I'm just checking out the trailer right now. Uh, no. <laughs> the big thing, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I see what people like about Pokemon, but I, I mean, Pokemon was uh, after... I was too old for Pokemon when, when it first kind of hit here, so... Yeah, I, I I don't think it's for me. Um, and and looking at this one, it's it's definitely not like that's it's not the sort of thing that I that I would get into. Mm -hmm. It looks pretty jank. It does look a little bit jank. Yeah, it's I I mean I you know it, maybe it's cool, maybe it's fun. I hope it is. And and you know that 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 people that kind of like the, the Pokemon kind of dig it, but me, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think that's a really tough nut to crack. Like to to try and yeah make a pokemon clone is sounds risky in hey, my head jake are you gonna start a temtem roleplay server i don't know we'll have to see how good this game is i might i just might gotta temtem them all i don't know what is, it, is, that, is that is that the thing i don't is, know is that what you say? maybe it could be yeah, I don't, hey temtem if you're hiring let me know I'll, i could do your thing gotta temtem them all anyways oh no don't <laughs> temtem the, the temtems Jody May 90 says Temtem will be cool for like six months. Kind of like it... Pokemon Sword and Shield. <laughs> oh, I did that. You know what? I even did it to myself. Like, is, is it subscription based? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, I, I, I'm, not that I know of on that one. But uh, I got a couple more things here to go over with you guys. Then we got to get to our topic of tonight. So I'm going to read a couple of these just real quick. Um,. Call of Duty 2020 teaser is set for later this week. It's already been a little bit teased during Call of Duty Warzone matches. Some of you out there may have had the static appearing across your screen. That is given a little bit of a tease for a Call of Duty reveal. Um, it looks like, I, I believe too, if I'm not mistaken, they're going to be going back to the Cold War. Is what is what they're doing. They're going back to the Cold War between Russia and the United States. It'd be pretty Who, cool. Who's up this year? What's What dev is, is up um, on it this year? This, I uh, believe Treyarch? it's Treyarch. Okay, so it's 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 the the big one then, the big guns. Yeah, so to speak. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I love Call of Duty. A mother has recovered the twenty thousand dollars her son spent on Twitch donations in seventeen days. That's a that's an incredible amount for somebody to have blowing out uh, in terms of. You know, money put out towards streamers, but twenty thousand. It took her a little bit of time. She had to go not through Twitch, not through Amazon, but I believe it's Exola, X S O L L A, which is the payment processing company that does all the transactions. And long story short, they ended up banning her account and making sure that she wasn't going to be able to do anything there or do it again. And she's like, obviously, fine, ban my account. Um, yeah, twenty grand though. I find that's uh. I think that's perfectly acceptable. I think more reviewers should start doing this. I'm kidding, by the way. This is a complete joke. Do not take any money that is not yours that you work for. So, <laughs> I always feel for like for the parents that kind of find themselves in this situation, but at the same time, like that credit card number got in there somehow. Like, yeah. you 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 gotta you got you gotta make sure of what you're putting that thing into. Yeah, very careful of those kind of things yeah. and. Not careful there. Um, one last thing here, and then I got a question for you. For you, Wes, it's going to be a big one for you. Uh, Fall Guys, a new game came out earlier this week. It is a new battle royale type of game. You're fit, you're pitted against other players trying to run over an obstacle course. Go check that out. It's available on the PlayStation Four and on PC. Lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Um, last topic for you though, Wes. So I'm gonna hit you with two here. First things first is Rocksteady announces suicide uh, a suicide su Suicide Squad game, um, basically going to be DC's version of Marvel Avengers, a new game coming out. Um, but on top of that, too, Warner Brothers Gaming Division uh, with Rocksteady and NetherRealm uh, may not be for sale, according to uh, a statement put out by Warner Media CEO Jason Hillar. Um, he kind of basically talked to investors uh, in an update about what the gaming division could do for their media going forward. So the question to you, Wes, I'm going to throw it to you first, is obviously uh, would you be excited for the Suicide Squad game? And do you think that because of the Suicide Squad game, and you know, do you think that this might be a reason why 
the change of pace out of Warner Media? Um, I I don't think the two are related. Uh, my understanding on on the the Warner sale uh, is is coming from AT and T uh, that they've sort of decided to to step back. Uh, that there was certainly interest there, but it doesn't sound like the the deal they wanted for it was was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that they've decided to hang on to it instead. Um, now, I mean, things may change. Someone else may step in. Uh, last I heard, Microsoft was interested in that, uh, which is not something I, I'm excited about. No. Uh, not, not necessarily anything against Microsoft. I just don't want them in, in the, the place of being on a single platform. Yeah, uh, especially or- a game like Mortal Kombat or those kind of big, huge titles. I mean, it would be interesting, though, with Microsoft going after potentially dc and sony's got marvel locked up it's definitely a big push definitely a big push um and and yeah certainly kind of gives them that that you know uh arrow to to use against sony especially with with sony having spider-man on lockdown uh the way they do um get it dc's the uh, arrow uh that was not the way i intended that (laughs) at all I was I was honestly like my brain was just searching for something else, but I just it just didn't have it. Um, it was perfect. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it really was. It really was. Uh, as far as the Suicide Squad game, I am cautiously interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hated that movie with a, a damn passion, and I couldn't help but think about like that. I, I I have to think at some point the the devs at Rocksteady were given an advanced screening of that movie because they were working on the game like this game has what have they been doing for the last five years other than working on this game Mm -hmm. so i can't i can only imagine that they were given a pre-screening of that and just couldn't help but think oh no oh no we can't have our game associated with this crap yeah not jared little's joker again no no but i don't know i i i really enjoy the batman games from them uh I will check this out when they announce this on on August twenty second. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Mortal Kombat, I was also interested to see that Ed Boon, the uh, co-founder, or the founder of NetherRealm, and the co-creator of Mortal Kombat, is going to be at this DC event. And uh, I can't help but point out that NetherRealm also has a DC-based fighting game that comes out every two years after a mortal Kombat, and um last i checked mortal Kombat 11 came out a year and a half ago so you know get ready it's time big brain so uh yeah i mean i i'm i'm interested to check this out uh because i i was a big fan of what rocksteady did with uh with batman um but i'm not a big fan of suicide squad so what about you zach do you think something like this suicide a Suicide Squad game would that interest you? And about the Warner Media potential sale of those studios, Microsoft buying Microsoft's buying everything these days. Imagine if they own TikTok and Mortal Kombat. Finish him. Some cool videos come out that way. Man, ah, I would. I'm not much into those like kind of like superhero games. I've never really gotten into them. Uh, so I don't know if I would really enjoy it, but mm. I think maybe if they had a co-op mode where you and like friends play as different members of the Suicide Squad, and you all have different abilities, and it's kind of like a um, uh, what's the just the hack and slash like uh, over top game. Uh, uh, no, it's like Diablo? all gold. What Diablo? Diablo. If they made it kind of like a Diablo game with Suicide Squad, I think that'd be sick. Like just getting to see Harley Quinn walk around, spin in with that bat, and just see Deadshot da, 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 reload. Da, da, da. Like that'd be kind of cool. I'd be down for something like that, like a, a, like a DC Diablo. I'd be down for something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Well, I mean, there there is rumors that this is going to be a co-op based, like games as a service. So, like, think Destiny. Okay. Maybe not a first-person shooter, obviously, but you know, it, it could it could actually go along those lines. Interesting. Yeah. 
So folks, we're going to take a break here and after the break we're going to get back and talk to you about EA and yearly sports game releases, what we like about it and what we don't, things that could change. So stay tuned and after the break we'll be diving into more of that. We appreciate you tuning in so far and we'll see you soon. Welcome back everybody to Player to Player, a weekly gaming talk show here at Nerdy Northerners where we talk to you about the weekly gaming news as well as a major topic of discussion every night. And tonight, that is where we are at. Now we are joined by another one of our uh, recurring guests here, Alex, who is down there. Oh, that runway. Down there in the corner. Hey, down there. Or hey, <laughs> here comes a new challenger. New challenger has arrived. Welcome, uh, as always, Alex. Pleasure to, uh, chatting with you. Thank you very much for having me, like usual. These names are getting wacky, says Jody May 90. I know. You know what it was? Is we have this new layout created... Uh, by uh, by my uh, better half Alicia and the only problem of of these beautiful layouts being that the names are permanent where they weren't before so I can't I can't type and change Danny to Zach now I can't I gotta change that but uh, <laughs> I'm now guys we already accepted this remember earlier in the episode and you're now Will there Alex you're Will tonight so <laughs> I am Will for one time one night only I am Will. Got, got to grow a thicker beard out now. Let me flex really, really hard. <laughs> nope, not working. But anyways, we are going to be talking to you guys tonight about EA and the yearly sports games being released. So to give a little bit of a uh, uh, little bit of something to munch on here for you guys. So basically, with with EA releasing sports games every single year, we're seeing the same thing: NHL, Madden, and FIFA get released. There isn't a whole lot that changes between the different iterations of them. You're getting a little bit of a graphical upgrade. You're getting a little bit of a movement upgrade. And of course, sure, there is a cost associated with that. But does it have to be a $79.99 bill every single time? Zach, I'm going to throw this over to you first. I know you play some sports games, so you'll have a sharp opinion on this one. Are you satisfied with the current way of sports games being released? Oh, gosh. Uh, sports games are like my second favorite first-person shooters. And unless I have ample just throwaway money, I'm not going to buy a, a sports game just for the fact that I've played many Maddens. I've played many NHLs, and they all kind of feel the same. I, I do like the new um, career modes that they add into it and like um, plays the player. I like those modes. But it's just, I feel like they shouldn't release an entirely new title unless they change the system, which is ran at, or like the, um, the engine, which they use for it. If they're still using the same engine and they can't just add improvements to it, I say you make that like a, a 40 or $50 um, add-on to your current game. It updates it, it makes it a new one, and if you want, you can revert back to the old one. What about you there, Alex? Are you satisfied with the current way that sports games come out? Do you happen to buy them much? The closest to a sports title that I would purchase a while back would have to be the WWE or WWF titles because they technically are sports entertainment games, and the formula is the same. New year, new game, updated roster, maybe a few tweaks, but it's still like the old yet familiar feel, but I didn't feel I got my money's worth through it. Maybe a game mode here and there, but honestly, release a game first and then let it go and do DLC of the same title, the same game, maybe like two, three, four years later, then update the engine, update everything from there. That way you feel fulfilled. That's just my two cents on that one. What about you, Wes? How are you feeling about sports games right now? Uh, I've kind of felt for a long time like that they it might be better if they were just a subscription based thing that this was madden and you just paid a subscription for either a, like a year or even just for the football season or every month and it was maybe maybe more expensive during the football season because that's when more people are interested um i've, I've always felt that might be kind of a better way for them to go because then yeah you can do the roster updates you can do new modes you can do all of these changes and it's just an ongoing thing um and you know more and more games are now a service so why not you know i i used to buy the the nhl games but i'd buy them every uh like every other year 
So I'd buy like 07 and then 09 and then 11. And then I just eventually dropped off. But uh, I just felt that year on year, there wasn't enough of a change. Uh, but I also know people like my, my brother-in-law, he will buy Madden every year. He will buy and, and he will play the ever loving shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, so for him, and I've talked to him about this, like, would this be a better option for you? And he's like, yeah, I'd go for that. If it yeah. was maybe a little cheaper and it only cost him like 50 bucks for a year. Sure. Do it up. Sorry, it would be, I'd say that's easy. That's much easier on the customer's wallet at the very end. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, I find myself as one of those people who picked up NHL every year. I love playing NHL. I love my hockey. Um, I actually didn't pick up NHL 20 this year. And a lot of it has to do with my fatigue settling back in on the series where it's every year. It's just a hundred dollars, a hundred dollars. I mean, you know, $90 Canadian, whatever, but there's not a whole lot that really changes between the games. And, and, you know, there, you know, you guys have spoke about new modes being added in and they're adding these new modes in, but I kind of feel, or, you know, they're adding these new modes in to give more value for what you're getting. Because before it was just the, the, you know, the season and playing online and like, okay, that's not enough. And now it's like, well, here, now we got this, my career section. It's like, okay, but that's not enough. And I think personally, one of the problems is that they're not addressing the, the issue. It's that a lot of these players, me especially, I've never played in my career. I don't really have an, a, 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 I don't really want to. I play NHL to sit there and have a friend over and play a couple rounds of NHL, or I go on and play the EASHL and, you know, try and play, play as a player there. I don't want to go through some story campaign and, and those kind of things. You know, we were talking about the subscription model or, or, or a cheaper alternative. And funnily enough, I'm going to bring up another title here. Uh, this one may, may maybe have skipped your guys' uh, radar over the last couple of years, but there is another soccer game out there, and it's called Pro Evolution Soccer. It's developed by, I believe, Konami. Now, right now, the thing about this game is it has released as a competitive game against uh, EA's uh, FIFA for years. They it it is the one of the only games still out there that is a a competition to EA and sports games. And I feel that this is where EA is going to start entering into the conversation for tonight because I have a big problem with the monopolization that EA has on the industry of these games and the fact that we're not seeing much changes. Now, we're going to go back around here with this. Pro Evolution Soccer is changing it up this year. I can tell you guys that as a manager, I put in the pre-order for this. I know it's coming out. They have a... uh, basically what what's called like an update version coming out so if you bought this is where i'm gonna look i I got if you bought the last year's version of pro evolution soccer if you buy this version it it's cheaper and it updates over top of the one you had last year so literally like, like it's just an update um i believe it's going to be retailing for 39.99 or 49.99 this year and when I saw that, considering how the sports games have came out, I immediately was like, oh, hey, look, like this is, to me, this could be a step in the right direction where you're getting that updates, you know, that, that package of updates, the roster updates, maybe a little bit of a graphical enhancement, but without going for the throat. It's really going to be interesting to see whether or not the sales improve. And I've, I've got to personally look into a little bit more as to whether or not, like what happens if you didn't buy last year's version? You know, does, is is this version, you know, is it going to download another one for you next or, you know, make you pay for this, this single version? But, uh, so Wes, I'm going to throw this to you first. Um, would this be, I know you mentioned subscription, but would this be something that you'd be a little bit more willing to maybe get into is if, if let's say they didn't do a subscription based model, they had a yearly, you purchase this update model. It's it's interesting from the standpoint of it being cheaper. Um, beyond that, though, it, it kind of sounds like a lot of the same, only not doing new features and just doing roster updates. Mm-hmm. Um, which may, I mean, maybe that's all you want. Um, but I, I, I immediately think of the, the, 
the thing that 2K did in like 04 and 05 where they had uh, their ESPN license on NHL and NFL before EA signed the, the NFL and NFLPA license, uh, like the exclusivity deal that they mm-hmm. had. Uh, and they put those two games out brand new at 30 bucks. Uh, and NFL 2K was pretty pretty good competitor to Madden. Yeah. Uh, NHL 2K had been in, you know, maybe around 2000, but it dropped yeah. off. But this mm-hmm. definitely brought both of them back up. Like, I, I remember working at EB at the time and having a lot of people come in and being like, yo, I, he- I heard that new 2K, that NFL 2K is is like 30 bucks like is that is that true like i usually buy madden but is it is it really 30 bucks i'm like yeah it it is and you know i sold a ton of them just from people knowing that it was it was half the price yeah you know so from that standpoint yeah like it that's it's interesting and makes me think of that and it did well at that point in time so i mean maybe maybe this gets people on board with pro evolution but i don't know i hadn't heard very good things about pro evo soccer for a while yeah there are some things i mean one of the biggest problems they don't get the same kind of contracts that ea has with uh, the soccer leagues and the clubs so i believe they're just generally missing some alex looks like you had something to say there would would this be something to switch you over though like would this interest you more if you were to pay say 39.99 or 49.99 for a yearly disc or a yearly update that you install and you know that includes your new roster for the year new bells and whistles your new skating movement if it's hockey you know your new ball movement control if it's soccer would would this make you a yearly purchaser if they dropped it down to 39.49 it would because it it's just paying or investing 80 bucks a year for like a recycled a recycled title or whatnot I would have to say, yeah, for sure. If it's going to play similar, but for a little less cost, yeah, why not? What about you there, Zach? Yeah, it, it was the exact same uh, thing that I had said earlier. If uh, you just make a yearly update, 40, 30, 40 bucks, like I'd definitely be in. I think, to be honest, it's kind of a smarter way to hook people because think about it. You you get the you have to get the first game, you have to pay 70 bucks for it. Second game, you pay 30, 40. Third year, you pay 30, 40. The next year, you're like, oh man, I barely played this game. But it, maybe I will play it. And if I don't get it within like this next month, I'm going to lose my membership. And therefore, I'm going to pay full price. So it might just get the people that think about sales, like $20, $30 sales. Like, I'll just keep it. I'll just keep it. Maybe I'll play it. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a, possible better model but uh I, I would do it that's exactly what i was saying earlier so i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw one more curveball at you guys here here it comes with taking a little bit more of a, a look into wes's subscription-based model that he had kind of proposed what if because because this is kind of where i was potentially going with this is like i only play nhl for the ashl so the online component and for the ability to sit down and with a couch co-op, you know, play somebody in NHL. Like, yep, here's a controller. Like, Zach played NHL with me tons and tons and tons of time. Um, what if they release it as a free-to-play model, a services model, kind of like Destiny, where, you know, you, 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 you the, the base game maybe is always there. And maybe they would even go so far as to include free roster updates and the new bells and whistles. With a heavier emphasis on, you know, and, and, you know, maybe opening up more microtransactions for customization of characters. You know, you want to have the flashy gold helmet, you can, you know, you can do that. But, you know, the base game is free. It's free to play base game. You know, could it potentially open up more sales? Because a lot of what makes uh, EA the money in these sports games really isn't actually the sale of the games themselves. It is that market that it is that microtransaction market, especially when you're looking at things like the Hut, the uh, Hockey Ultimate Team, Mutt, Madden Ultimate Team, Fut. <laughs> it almost sounds like I'm saying fuck, Fut, <laughs> Football Ultimate Team, right? Like, but but you know, but but with these, I mean, if you could 
theoretically increase your user base from let's just say funny math a thousand people to you put it free to play two thousand could you see more sales and in, in microtransactions to offset and, and make that a, a serviceable thing that's just year to year you put out some updates wes what do you think i think they could do something like that i think we're a number of years away from that potentially happening um and i, I for for the most part i kind of see it as just they are there's so many people that for the most part that's the only game they buy is is madden fifa or the nba game and you know they're they you know they enjoy video games from the standpoint of like look i like madden and that's all i play that's all i that's all i buy maybe you buy call of duty maybe maybe you buy a gta if it's out and that's about it um so i i think so much of them is still their bread and butter for this that changing it to something like that i it seems like a, a drastic change right mm -hmm. now um but i like the idea i i think it it's something that could very well work but i think trying to get over the hurdle of taking people who maybe not as up on like sort of the day-to-day -day video game stuff you know they, they they might know the name destiny but don't know what it is yeah or anything about it so yeah I, I i could see something like that working but i think that there'd be a lot of work to to be done to kind of get that message across what about you there alex what do you think depending on the community itself, like the, how big of a community it would be. So I think that's what Wes was trying, was implying on his statement. Is that correct, Wes? Like the strong community base? Yeah, I mean, you, you've got your, your community that is, that, that's already there, right? Like you've got to make sure that they're still buying in. So, like so you're so, now trying to expand, right? So, so, right. so if, one, if I can interject real quick, because I think what you're looking for, like the terminology is, it's called a casual gamer or, or, or you know, like the casual gamer, somebody who's like every year they're grabbing your sports titles, you're grabbing COD and there's not a whole lot left in their repertoire. And there is definitely a market for that. And I mean, we could probably have a conversation about how Activision and, and literally EA, they target those players and they, they target that, that group where it's like, we know that you don't play anything else. Which is why we're going to put out another COD next year. Which is why we're going to put out another NHL next year. Because you don't play anything else. You're playing NHL all the time. And, and, and you know. But, but, but anyways. Um, so, so, yeah. That's basically it. The target audience are the casual players. The casual gamers. Yeah. Uh, people who constantly play these sports titles. So, yeah. If it's going to be a free-to-play title. But with all these perks and cosmetics and maybe a few updates here and there, some free, some to pay for, then yeah, it would be a smart business model for them to go through. Yeah. What are you there, Zach? It would, it would definitely increase the raw player base. Like just like Fortnite, since it's free, a lot of people download it and just jump on. But I would a hundred percent rather pay the money to be given all those shiny bells and whistles because like I love Rocket League and I love to make my car look ridiculous and you know, I'm playing a sports game where really it's just for fun yeah there there's a sport but like there's no actual Stanley Cup on it for me so I just like dressing my dudes up to look ridiculous like as soon as the other player signs in they're like what the fuck <laughs> like I just love tilting the other player so I don't want to have to either grind for dozens and if not hundreds of hours to build the in-game currency to buy it or pay money to get it. So if they wanted to go the free-to-play route, I would definitely make it so that the money is actually um, uh, farmable, like actually like reasonably farmable. Because like in Fortnite, there's no way you're going to get enough of those V-Bucks to buy anything you want anytime soon. Nope. So you definitely have to buy them. And so if they made it so you could play like two hours and maybe buy an item, like that'd be great. And then if you have the really lazy people that just want it now, they can just get it now. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean that is both sides. I'm sorry, what were you saying, there, Wes? I, I was going to say like that. That yeah, I mean, I think you're Zach's kind of touching on like the the really slippery slope yeah. that this could be in terms of like microtransactions and that sort of thing because like. 
say I want to say I want to do the the NHL game as a service free to play <laughs> thing. Okay, I I like Detroit, and I know they they they're fucking garbage, but <laughs> that notwithstanding, I okay. So do I pay a couple bucks to be able to play Detroit, and then you know my buddy comes over or and he likes you know whoever do I pay a couple bucks to get that team like how how does that economy work to to kind of keep that game afloat uh because with that the the more casual side that that's only buying madden but buying it every year you're getting a guaranteed 80 bucks from each one of those people whereas you know the flip side of that is are you only getting like two bucks from each person instead like uh, yeah granted you 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 know you you increase the 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 user base but you got to increase it by a significant amount to make up that that difference right and then how do you do that right. transactions uh, yeah, no definitely I mean, I mean there is a really slippery slope that these that you know microtransactions can you know can go down and you know, you know and like Fortnite, as an example, I've been playing since February, and I have I have not completed every single season, you know, up to level 100. I've got to, like, level 90 almost every single season, I would say. So, I mean, buying that out of 100, and I haven't already purchased the season's pass, so the battle pass, right, the first month. So the cool thing is that uh, like you have to buy the battle net. You, you have to battle net. You have to buy the battle pass basically the first time. Right. And then once you buy the battle pass the first time, if you basically get to level 90 or 100 that season, you can afford to get the next season's battle pass for free or with the V-Bucks that you get. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind something like that as well where, you know, like, you know, you're paying that one price, sure, to get in for the first time. But I think that there's enough that they could do in sports games to have things like goal celebrations or touchdown celebrations in football, you know. Yeah, you can get the slam dunk, but if you want to do the spinorama on your head and have the guys pick you up and throw you over the goalpost or something stupid like that, I don't know, right? But, you know, yeah, that might be the route to go and, you know, throw it behind a microtransaction or to throw it behind, you know, having to, to farm some in-game currency. I mean, you know, you, you can't, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't have a completely free-to-play game where you don't have to spend a dime to play Fortnite. And you can log in and have the same virtual experience as somebody else without paying a dime. You know, no, no one's getting anything greater than the other person other than literally skins or dance moves or sound effects. So, I mean, could they do that with NHL and, and, and make it free to play? Would we see any more of a rise? Madden, football, uh, you know, Madden and uh, FIFA as well. Um, I don't know. I mean... I'm really interested in watching this this Pro Evolution Soccer update title and see what it does. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think EA could do it, especially because EA is under such scrutiny for microtransactions already. Like EA is not going to get away with a hundred percent microtransaction game. Everyone's just going to lose it. I think maybe Pro Soccer could, but or Pro Series, mm-hmm. but not EA. They're under too much of a, a, a heavy eye from their community. EA would would charge you full price and then also make you pay a couple bucks to play Detroit or whoever. Like they're they're gonna sell you the game and sell you all the other shit on top of it. EA would more likely sell you the game and then sell you the skates and tell you you can't play the game until you play the skates here. <laughs> right? They'll so be like, you've got the game, you're loaded up. You've got everything, but you gotta go get your skates. You gotta go down to the virtual store and buy your skates. That's gonna be two ninety nine. <laughs> oh, you're trying to take a slap shot and your composite stick busted? Oh well, that's well, gonna be another buck. Do you guys do you guys remember that one tweet that EA put out and one of the community members just burned them entirely? Um, the title was from EA on Twitter, games, and that was it. Like ellipses. And then one of the community members was basically saying so where's the rest of the chat? Do I have to pay you seventy bucks for you to put the whole post in? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it could get scary with EA and their sports games if they were to try taking it to a full microtransaction game, or if they even took it to a like it's it's the whole thing's scary. Like every step of what they could do, you're like, oh god, it's EA in control of it, and I just I have no faith. In... And and the other thing as well, like especially this year because the the new consoles are coming out mm-hmm. the, the sports games in those first 
the the first year of a new console are always just like completely toned down slimmed down to like bare bones sort of shit yep where like the previous years is more feature filled better quality and the new one just has prettier graphics but has everything else is almost stripped away like like nhl uh isn't even coming out to ps5 and xbox series x this year yeah just straight up not doing it no but they're putting one out on ps4 and, and xbox one so it almost doesn't make sense like it almost oh i mean it does make sense because they're going for the casual gamer but <laughs> if they were going for us hardcore gamers who want to have all that good stuff totally but anyways, that is it for tonight, folks. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And if you're hearing us on one of your favorite uh, podcast sources, we appreciate you having listened to us. You can catch us every Monday live at twitch.tv slash Northerners as we talk about the weekly gaming news as well as a topic of discussion. Tonight was obviously EA Games and sports titles, their yearly releases. Hope you guys enjoyed what we had to say about that. And you can catch us over on YouTube as well if you want to watch our previous episodes. Or, as I said, you can find all of our previous episodes of Player to Player on your favorite podcast, whether it's on Apple, uh, the Apple Store, it's on Google, Spotify. You can find us. So, until next Monday, we'll have you, yeah, we all hope you have a great night. There you are. Take care. Bye.